0: Greetings, everybody. This is the outspoken queen coming back to you once again with a another episode of When a Queen Speaks. I'm coming here for the real, for the genuine, for the things that you wish you could say but you just wouldn't. So let's talk about today about the bullshit that a man spits. And I'm always coming over here generalizing this, talking about whether it be a male or a female. But today, let's talk about this married motherfucker. They wanna tell you all these lies and all this dumbass shit and think you're supposed to believe it. And I tell you, before I start this, I'm gonna let you know I'm not bitter, baby. I'm better. Because one of the most dangerous things that you can find is a woman that's secure within herself. A woman that's okay with how she is and who she is. So it doesn't matter what lies you bring or what kind of challenges that you think you may, may, may maintain to me as a woman. I got two fucks to give and I gave one to my doctor that wouldn't let me have another kid and a one to my son that pissed me off with that dumbass shit he did. So I ain't got no more fucks to give. So let's talk about it. We're going to call. We're going to just say, oh, no, he didn't. (laughs) Oh, no, he didn't. Tell me that. He's been miserable for 30 years and separated for 10 years, but he's still married. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, no, he didn't tell me that he has three teenagers, that he can't leave alone because he has to be home by 8 o'clock because they don't want to be in the house by themselves. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, no, he didn't tell me he's still married, but he's unhappy and he's miserable, but somehow he wants me to have sympathy for him. Oh, no, he did not. But let me tell you this story, okay, right quick. Let me bring this. Let me see if I can drop some knowledge down to you all. Let me explain. I'm like one of the coolest chick you ever come around. The first time he and I went out, hadn't seen each other around for like probably like 20 plus years. And he came and quit with a condom. But I'm like, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Before I could have sex with you, it don't matter who you are, before I have sex with anybody, you're gonna have to hold a damn conversation with me. You're gonna have to let me know you bring something else to the table other than some motherfucking dick. That's just how I am. Like I said, if you all wanted a watered down version of this queen, you all need to go through my Facebook page. My Facebook page is Lady the Satan Show. My stage name, I am poet. A spoken word artist. I am later to say the outspoken queen. And if you want a watered down version of anything that I say, take your ass over there to when a queen speaks. If you want to hear me empower and encourage and teach, take your ass over there to when a queen speaks. But over here, this is for grown people only. So if you're under the age. <laughs> but my grandbabies at the age of 10 and 7, they know. I talk for me, not for them. And I tell them often, I say, the way I speak, I've been, I never hear you speak. People so often say, you got to lead by example. Hey, what I do is not for you to do. Get knocked on your ass. It's just the way it is. See, that's where people mess up. They mess up saying, oh, I can't say that around them. Oh, I can't say that around her. You better teach them motherfuckers the shit not to say. And they're going to be all right. They look at me and they'll be like, okay, that's y'all, y'all. We going to let her flow with that i ain't got time for that i'm not gonna water down myself for nobody in no way shape or form and i never went back now if this individual and i was in a relationship in the past hell nah we was just two kids hanging around bumping around didn't know what the fuck we was truly doing but like i told him i said that child didn't pay attention to the shit that you was doing is gone i'm a grown-ass motherfucking woman i'm on the other side of 50 now so some shit That I might act like I don't see but I see. But when I see it so much and you keep doing it, you keep doing it. I got to calm you down. I got to call you on that shit. And I got to say, look, bro, just tell me you still fucking old girl. I'm good with it. Okay, ain't got a problem with it. Don't put on a show for me that you can't keep up. Because at the end of the day, if I'm throwing pussy at you and your ass ain't trying to get it, trust me, you're fucked up from another direction. I'm not stupid. But it's not even about the sex. I've been celibate for a long, long time now. So it does not bother me. So you cannot tell me children that our teenagers can't stay at home, not even 20 minutes by themselves. Okay, you telling me if the kids can't be home alone by themselves. Okay, I'm going to respect that because they may have some mental challenges. And I'm okay with that because I have some children, grandchildren that have mental challenges. So if that be the case, invite me over to your crib for a movie. I know how to cook. I know, first of all, I have been around the children. First of all, I've done things with the children. So why all of a sudden I can't stop by? You know why? Because old girl still got a key to your crib. So don't call me crying talking about... <laughs> She's in a house that I paid for and I have to struggle. She's taking all the food steps and the money from the kids and I got the kids and I got to struggle. Look, bro, I gave you an out. I told you all those things that she was not doing, I would gladly do if we was going to give this an option, if we was going to give this an opportunity to see if it'll flourish. So if I told you that I would do everything that she was not doing to help you assist with these kids and you still, you still complaining to me, get the fuck out of my face. I don't want to hear that shit. Get the fuck out of my face, plain and simple. What the fuck are you complaining about? There's nothing left for you to complain about if I'd have told you I got it. Baby, I'm a motherfucking superwoman over here. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I would be driving the car with one toe, sewing the child uniform up with a hand, tooting my booty out the window so he can kiss that ass a little bit, and at the same time with the other hand, i will be patting the other little boy on the head. I'm saying, in the midst of that, i will be cooking with my tongue. I'm a superwoman over here. What you peeking at me for? My, I'm over here at my sister's house. Shout out to Queen. Can I call your name, girl? Oh, yeah. Shout out to my Queen, Siobhan. Y'all know I have to call, I have to ask permi- people permission before I put them in my bullshit. That's what they say. Oh, you got me in your bullshit again. No, this real shit. I'm telling you. I'm saying, like, I just sent this man all kind of little sexy videos. Hey, shout out to you, my other friend. Man, let me tell you all. I, like i told you i got a couple of friends that i talked to i conversed with i'm not having sex with nobody but when i got when i got around this individual it was like i'm home oh i know him oh he was always so good to me he was so nice since so a lot of times we get messed up we get messed up by history but my thing is if old boy was still with his wife i would have a problem with that just tell me that relate that to me say so we're trying to We trying to work this out. We trying to do better as a family for our grandkids. We trying to move forward. Don't tell me I don't care if she jump off a bridge. I don't have nothing to do with her. I can't stand her. She was evil. She was wicked to me. And I just hate her. Okay, but every time I turn around, you running over there to her house. Well, I had to go by that house for the kids. Goddamn, the kids are 15, 16, and 19. What the fuck? Them grown people. Don't lie to me. So, oh, no, he didn't. Told those kind of lies. But let me explain something to you, baby. A lot don't care who tell it as long as it want to be told. I told y'all that last segment. Mm. But yet and still, and I told him, you know, earlier this morning, he texted me about all the things that he had to uh, overcome and overthrow with these young people. So I dropped it down to him. I said, I'm the mother of six boys, one uh, one girl. My youngest child was born slightly autistic. He is considered legally blind. I had to raise a disabled child, not to accept the fact that he was in fate indeed disabled. I have a grandson that cannot hear or cannot speak. I'm still my baby is six years old. I'm still yet to hear him say "ya yeah, ya." Yeah. As a grandmother, tell me how that feels. As a mother, as a father, tell me how you would feel if your child could not call your fucking name. As a mother, as a father, as a grandparent, tell me how does it feel knowing that your child can't hear you. But well, let me tell you something about my grandson. My grandson is motherfucking awesome. He don't miss a goddamn beat. Because if you saw that little motherfucker across the goddamn room, you wouldn't know shit was wrong with him, honey. Because until he starts that, ooh, 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 you wouldn't know shit wrong with him. Until he starts that, mm-hmm. Because that's how he communicate. You want no shit wrong with him. And then you might look at him and say, why are you making them noises? What's wrong with that boy making all them noise? Baby, that's the way he communicate. And when you get a whoo and a I celebrate because my baby's happy. My baby come into the room sometime when I visit my son. And he sit there and he look at me. He do the I love you thing. And I love it. And he might say, whoo-whoo-whoo. And you know what I say back to my grandson? I say, whoo-whoo-whoo-whoo. We So don't come at me telling me that you got all this shit going on when you are supposed to have a bitch there helping you. Yes, that's what I'm going to call her. I, I don't normally call a female a bitch because I don't know whether or not this lady is exemplified bitch like behavior, but I'm going to go according to his words. And if he's doing all this as a man hanging around a woman and you sitting up there saying, Oh, I do all this because I don't want her to take shit out on the kids because of me. These are your grandkids. First of all, well, I, I've been around her 30 years. How the fuck do you expect me to respect you as a man when you can't even stand up to a motherfucking woman that's treating you like shit? Don't come at me. See, I had to come on here today and vent because when I see him today, I need to have all this cleansed out my soul because we're, we're going to a similar, not a similar, <laughs> we're going to the same event for some children, for my two nephews and for his granddaughter. But yet and still no I was not invited by his by him because if you was truly over this marriage your ass would be divorced and if you was truly over this situation and you truly wanted to find some time to spend with me me you and those kids would be on outings every person I dealt with it was never like I say I keep damn good keep secrets as long as I'm not the motherfucking secret that needs to be kept I'm not bitter baby I'm better I'm a strong woman. I just want him to go ahead. Like I told him the other day, I said, there's some things that God told me that you want to tell me, but you don't know how to tell me. He was like, what is it? As he smiled. And first of all, if we didn't have the history of being real, real good friends, maybe we don't need to blur these lines because we was real good friends. Because what he's getting ready to get his motherfucking head now. Because the motherfucker he was married to, I always tore up his car. I always burnt up his clothes. See, I don't do that shit. I burst heads. And I punch eyes. That's the shit I would do. But now that I'm on this side of 50, if I have to do any of those, any of that shit to a man, I don't want him. Because the type of shit I want to do to a man, I want to wake him up with secret kisses. I want to rub his back to get him to sleep. I want him to wake up saying, baby, what you doing? I'm going I'm to look down on him as I smile and say, baby, don't worry. I'm just putting the head in <laughs> as I slide down to the base. Those the type of things I wanna do to my man. I wanna cater to my man. I wanna make my man feel like a king, knowing that he's been written like a queen. Written properly by this queen. You feel me? That's the type of shit I want. I'll be around here telling my sisters little different advice things to do to bring up some little spark in their marriage shit. I wanna do that shit. That's the shit I I don't wanna fuss. I don't wanna argue. I don't want to fight. I want you to bend over. I want you to bend me over, flip me, and tie my ass up. That's what the fuck. That's the fucking shit I want. Mm-hmm. That's the type of shit I need in my life. But all this other extra ass shit, I ain't got time for it. At, at the end of the day, let me bring this down so you all can understand me better. At the end of the day, these married people need to be need to stop being out here trying to be single. If you are married and if you are having problems in your marriage, that's between you and your wife. Do not run to another person trying to make them feel sorry for your situation because can't nobody tell me shit to make me feel sorry about their situation because I was beat in the face. 20-some years ago, disfigured because I decided to get into a relationship with a police officer. Yeah, we got we, we got a couple of kids, but yet and still, I overcame it. I was kidnapped a couple of times in my life. Yes, I said a couple. Ain't that crazy? But guess what? I overcame it. So, don't try to make me feel sorry for you when you are really full of shit because these teenagers... Okay, you got a teenager that has a car. The oldest teenager has a car. Why she can't take up some of the slack. Why the wife can't take up some of the slack if you, first of all, why is it a wife if you truly that miserable? I should be sitting up here seeing ex-wife. So what I decided to do is detach myself from that situation because I'm better than that. And I don't have time for that. And it is what it is. But at the end of it all, Siobhan, I know why these pants were so cheap. I know why these pants were so cheap. I I know why these pants were so cheap. But at the end of it all, I'm glad that I have respect for myself. You know why what? Over everything. Why these these pants were so cheap. Why? I just bust these bitch. Don't come for me if I did not send for you. You just called me. You did send for me. Can not tell? I can't tell. Where you bust? who you think you bust them at? Oh. <sighs> okay, so what's the next plan? I don't know. I'm going to sit here and talk to these people for another 15 minutes while you get your makeup on. And then... Uh... I, I'm almost doing my hair. Okay. It's going to take me long. To okay. That's my beautiful, amazing sister. I love her immensely. I'm fussing. I'm over here doing this podcast for the outspoken queen when a queen speaks. And I'm telling these people, if they want somebody to be a little gentle, a little sensitive, they need to go over there to their page when a queen speaks. But let me tell you all about my sponsors. <laughs> My son, Trap Superstar G, is like one of the most underrated rappers in Mobile, Alabama. You all need to go to his YouTube page. Do me a favor. Like, subscribe, share. Follow him on IG. Um, support, support your city, Mobile, Alabama. You got a lot of talent to come on and support your, support your city. And my son, uh, my oldest son, Lee Carrius, Just the team Enterprise. Make any kind of shirt, any kind of jacket, any kind of pants, any kind of graphic design. You want, you got it. Check him out. Bruh bad, he's a beast. Now, I have been on here for, for 16 minutes, and now I got to sit up and figure out what the hell am I going to wear to this event that I'm going to. Um, so I guess I'll be trying to figure that shit out, right? But it's not cold outside, so that's the blessing and the good thing, so I might be back into the black. But I want you all to stay positive, and I want you all to stay strong and continue to respect yourself, to allow yourself self-growth, to even to uh, uh, allow negativity around you to remind you how positive you truly are because negativity is going to come so you don't get mad because somebody brings you some negative bullshit. It is what it is. But what I need for you all to do is stay true to the person that you are. And if you're married, man, I mean, this man is making me want to go ask this lady, hey, y'all still together, but I don't do that type of thing. That's not me. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to remove myself back from it emotionally and be a friend to them. Because that's all I can give. Because at the end of the day, bro, I know you're full of shit. You're using that ass as an excuse. And then you say you, you keep saying we're going to do things that we don't. That's fine. Because trust me, I be on a different page anyway. But I'm going to get off of here and go find me some clothes to put on because I just sit up and bust my goddamn pants. My ass done got too big. But it's good. Good fine ass. All prayers and blessings, respect. This has been another chaotic episode of When a Queen Speaks. Now, since I am sitting up here, I thought I would come on here and say, Greetings, kings and queens, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ooh, what do the queen have to talk about today? This is my form of release. You might get me on one subject today. There might be a different subject tomorrow. But this is my bullshit release platform. Welcome, 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 welcome. Once again, since I'm sitting in the car with my son and his little football teammates want to go out there and practice football. Go ahead on. Y'all do your little semi-professional things. Go ahead on. This is a group of men. You know, I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. And just say, hey, they reliving High school. They still want to play football. So I'd like to bring you all some interesting bullshit that has been said to me. And I hope you all don't want to knock me in my face because I keep coming on here talking about I'm celibate, I'm celibate. Accidentally celibate. I don't know what God is doing. I don't try to put this stuff on sale, put it on clearance, and I still can give it away. Now let me tell you something now. Some say think some of you are thinking that yeah, a man could take it. Let me explain something to you. I can be all in. Got my oils, got my condoms, because I'm not going to wait on him to get the condoms. I'm going to make sure I got the condoms. I'm going to make sure I got the chocolate syrup and the strawberries. I'm going to make sure I have everything that I like to bring into the bedroom. (laughs) But so often, a man find it, they put their foot in a goddamn mouth and say something stupid. Now, I've been call myself kind of sort of dating and it's been good it's been real good but for some reason when i'm in front of this i think he's scared for some reason when i'm in front of this young man's face it's all like girl stop playing you stop doing it." so now he asked me to send him a video i didn't think he was going to let me dancing you know i have pennies and bronze let me explain something i'm a grown i'm a grown up i don't have to solidify that i'm grown just watch how i move and my actions solidifies that i am the queen that i am and it, it doesn't bother me to take pictures or send videos in bras and panties because that's equivalent to me to a swimsuit. But anyway, he gonna tell me at no way in the world you've been celibate when your ass looking like that. I'm just like, see, stupid shit that come out your goddamn mouth. If I told you that I was celibate, if I told you that I hadn't been with no one in over five years, that's what it is. So let's just say this segment is gonna be. The truth is hard enough for me to remember. So why the hell am I going to lie? And I felt some type of way. I'm like, brother, squats. That's what I do. I told him, I said, you, over the course of years, when I kept running into you, kept running into you over the course of years, you had the opportunity to be with me. But because you wasn't showing yourself ready, you wasn't showing yourself worthy. So I kept on living my life as I was living my life. But since I've been going out with him, you know, hanging out, conversing. Oh, my God. This man got me so sexual frustrated. Let me tell you why he has me so sexually frustrated. Because when we are together, it's not sexual at all. Fellas, let me tell you. One of the most sexiest thing a man can do for this queen is to act like he don't give a fuck about fucking i'm just saying that's such a turn-off for me yeah i put on and as i was telling them, i said you know i gained about 57 pounds during pandemic now wait before pandemic i was only like 102 pounds so this weight that i have on me now god knew i didn't have the mental to deal with the body that I have now when I was 20. Because, baby, let me tell you, (laughs) I'm over 50, and I'm still trying to figure out what the hell to do with this on body. I'm just like, okay, all right, get it, snatched, get it together. But why the hell do a gut have to come with my fine? I've been trying to do everything I possibly can do to get rid of this gut. I don't want to lose the booty, and I'm loving the breast. I'm like, ooh, I say I got all this body, and I finally found somebody that I decided I wanted to, Take me down through there. But I'm starting to think. Brother got the Holy Ghost. I'm starting to think. Oh my God. I'm starting to think. Brother is really walking faithfully and strong with God. And I love that. I appreciate that. And that's what I keep telling him. I don't want to disturb a relationship with you and God. Now, see, there are two things I do not be bothered with and I will not become in competition with. I will not compete against God and I will not compete against a wife. Okay. But let me tell you something. This man was telling me all this stuff about how evil this woman was. And there's nowhere in the hell I would have believed how evil this motherfucking woman was. So we went to this function. Nice function at one of the, uh, I want to say the top hotel in my hometown. Nice, beautiful, on the lake. And you had all these tables. And as me and my sister was going in, you know, they say we have assigned seats. One of my sisters was like, okay, cool. Uh, We could just walk in there. She said, no, ma'am, you have assigned seats. So they had a chart as to where everybody's supposed to sit and I'm telling you, Lord. And I got on this before and I said I was going to come back on here and finish this story. So I don't know which one it is. But when I say this lady has no respect for this man, when I say this lady talks to these children in a kind of way, "Shout out to you foolish." That's her name. Her new name is going to be foolish because how do how do a woman knowing That you have a good man, a good grandfather, a good father, and you want to tear him down. I get so tired of my black women want to tear down a good man. You know how hard it is to come across a good-ass man in this world today, and you get a good-ass man, and you're going to try to tear him down, destroy his character, when you just need to leave him alone and let him be happy? But, baby, guess what? He done ran into a queen like me. Trust me, he going to be happy. He going to be content. And while you over there giving him all that bullshit, trying to make his life miserable, you going to be trying to figure out why the fuck he's still smiling. Everything I'm doing to him, he's still smiling. Because, you know what? I'm going to make it my mission to make him smile. I don't care if we never lay and play. I'm still Make it my mission to make that man smile because that's been my friends, that, that's been my friend for years on years on years. It's been a neutral respect, but baby, who I'm so turned on by this particular man as to how he handled his business, and it's sexy to me. And you know, through the course of me talking to other females, and they be like. You know, trying to give me advice and you should date this person or that person. See, I'm the type of person, when I focus on one particular individual, that's my focus. And I thank God that I have been single for so long till I'm not in no rush to get into any situation with anybody. I had to take a moment from dating because I had to get me together. I am not the type of woman that want to lay with this guy. Then I want to go over there and lay with that guy. Then that guy, I'm not that type of person. And I know one of my little female friends, I'm going to call her a friend because I don't want to claim her ass. She laid with three guys, and she's going to tell me the story and thought I was supposed to have respect for her. She said, girl, such and such called me when I was at his, at his house, and I had to act like it was my grandbaby, and I need to go to my grandbaby school. Yes, this is somebody's grandmama. But I'm not going to judge nobody by being like that. But that's her choice if she want to do that. Now, I don't have no respect for a person abusing their body like that. Because I like to be all in when I'm with my man. And I'm going to put it out in the atmosphere. That's my man. And there should not be nothing that you as a woman or you as a man should not be willing to do. For your woman. But some of you men be asking, y'all be requesting some strange ass shit here, lady. I mean, I'm hearing some strange stories about you all requesting some strange ass shit. So I'm just I'm just sitting around because you know, I haven't had sex in over five years now. So I'm listening to some stories about what to do. And I had one one uh one particular lady, she gonna tell me, she said, Girl, when you get him, girl you need to do a handstand. I said, how the fuck am I going to do a handstand? I just broke my damn elbows from trying to be on a skateboard a couple of months ago, from trying to skate with my goddamn grandson. How the fuck am I going to do a handstand? A motherfucking spinning top. I said, what the hell? I said, why? Well, I just can't lay down and let him get it. <laughs> and be done with it. Here, granddaddy, I'm a grandmama. Why we just can't do grandmama-ass shit? Granddaddy-ass shit. Hell no. I'm just I'm just playing. I, 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 I don't know about a handstand. I'm not going to do a damn handstand. But... I am a type of woman that like to take control in the bedroom. And it's just like, I don't want to scare them off. And I tell them all the time. I say, I'm trying like hell not to scare you off. I said, but if you want to be happy, you will not allow fear to take over. Because, baby, I will make you happy from the crown of your head to your soul of your feet and all points in between. Because I do not believe in saying no to my man. But I had to learn some men don't appreciate you being a woman that says yes to, yes to, yes to, yes to, yes to. to. Oh, baby. Yes. Mm. Uh, My bad. My bad. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I said, it's been too long and for me to be around somebody like that. The last person that I was around. That he cock-blocked me because he was being so disrespectful to my son. I was ready then. I was ready. But I was not going to put him in a position where he can throw something in my son's face. But this this young man right here. Ooh, this one right here. Oh, I'm telling you guys. But I got my friend girls telling me what I should do or what I shouldn't do. I tell them no because... I le- I stepped away from town for a minute because I had to come and visit my son. Now he's texting me, telling me what he's going to do to me when, he- when I get back, how he's going to do this and-, and that. And I'm just like, dude, you was just in my face. You was just in my present acting like you scared. I called this man up and told him to come over to my sister's house. My little sister house. I have me specify. I got a lot of sisters. All my sisters. Oh, no, you didn't have a man in my house. No, it was to my little sister house. When that man found out that I was there by myself, he said, no, I can't come by there. I said, what? I'm not going to bite. Why this man act like I'm going to bite him? Mm-mm, I'm not going to bite him. I don't do that. And it's just so funny. When I asked him again, I said, hey, well, what's up with my massage? He said, yeah, I forgot. I'm going to have to call them. And I'm going to have to set that up, dude. So now I'm to the point that I don't believe nothing this man say. I think he's scared of coochie. And it is what it is. He can continue to be scared of coochie. I'm still going to love him without my heart. That's my friend. going to be my friend, heart friend. If you ever come across this podcast, he's going to be cracking up laughing because he knows that I always tell him, what you scared of the coochie? She don't bite. I said, what, you think I got a lot of bodies on me or something? I said, the last, the last few years have nothing been up in here but the goddamn gun- gun- to colleges. That's how I've been up in here. Hell, you know, you're supposed to go to the damn doctor once a year. Hell, I go twice a year because I just want somebody to touch it. And I want them to be clean while they're touching it. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But serious. I'm real serious. So my thing is... Is it a turnoff if a woman shows herself too aggressive? I understand. They say the man wants to chase the woman. Uh, This goddamn man been chasing me off and on for years. I'm just like, and you know, I've always loved him since I was a kid. So I'm just like, you can, but he made me feel so good when he told somebody he was talking to this girl. I was like, well, damn, I'm a girl. That's so cute. I'm his girl. Baby, I'm a woman. I'm a queen. You hear me? But yet and still, I'm just going to be patient. And ladies, sometimes a man can be just as broken as a woman. And all the BS that he went through, first of all, I don't understand why he haven't gotten a divorce. So I got problems with that. Major problems with that. But I do know they're separated. But what I've learned, separated is not single. And that's another one of the things that I I have paused because he's going to have to get a divorce before I can feel free because nothing can be attached to me that's attached to somebody else. That's just the way it's going to be. But at the same time, I'm glad that I was able to see how she act towards him. If I would have came into that establishment and if that woman would have acted like they were still together, she couldn't even fake it. If she would have acted like they were still together, you guys know... I would not have believed anything that he had to say because I'm for the woman. So this go to show you sometimes that the men do be telling us the truth. These motherfuckers actually out here practicing football in a goddamn snow. To God be their glory. I'm not getting out this car. And I, I I listened how how foolishness was talking down to her granddaughter, and I was like, what? And, you know, I'm always telling them, let me be encouraged for her. Let me be encouragement for her. Because one thing you don't do, you don't want to tear down a child, especially a little girl. Because if you tear down a little girl, well, she's gonna, the first little boy tell her she cute or she look good, she's going she gonna to give it up. If, she, if she's got that weak mind where she just so totally wants to be accepted so bad, so grandmama, foolishness. Why? Why would you do this to this child? Why would you do this to this child? And my heart breaks for that child to see that. You couldn't even fake enough to go and take pictures with your ex-husband and your children so they can have that moment. You two, both of you, are teaching these children how to have a dysfunctional-ass relationship. Dude, you better come on Let's teach these children how to have proper love. So I just appreciate the fact that he actually did told he actually told me the truth about her, because so often when a man tell you that oh I'm not with that person no more, she doing this to the kids, she doing that, it's so much negativity towards this foolish lady that plucked her hair down, plucked her house down with her hands. It's so much to I just did not believe it all to be true, but I learned. So my advice for you all would be stop being so quick to judge people by their stories that they're telling and take a moment to sit back and watch. Sit back and pay attention. Because I almost could have lost a good friend because when he was talking, I didn't believe him. I wanted to. But one of the things that impressed me was the fact that he was not trying to get my cookies. But now, I'm telling you, this man got me like a crackhead looking for my next blow. I'm telling you, but we're not going to tell him that. This man can blow on me and it's going to be on. So I got to calm my little self down. And maybe I need to get out this car and go sit down in some snow. Maybe that's what I need to do. Go sit my little hot ass in some damn snow. Because let me tell you something. I just I want I want to dominate this man. I want to tie this man up. This man looking at me like, you said you want to tie me up. So I, I do I do need to tone it down, don't I? But over the course of years, me being submissive and quiet didn't work. So now I I told him, I said, I'm not a little girl anymore. I'm a grown woman. The things that I did as a child, I no longer do. I do grown woman things now. I move differently. And I respect myself completely. And there's a lot of women out there that's having sex with men. And they're not complete. They're not a whole person. So they're giving what little of them that they do have away. You really have to be strong enough not to have sex with someone knowing that it may or may not last. You cannot give a person your body and control because you would mess around and be hurt. You would mess around and be caught up in your feelings. So, if you are going to have sex, baby, have sex freely, but be mindful. And do not let, don't let that man know that his dick is that damn good. Now you're willing to be stupid for him. Now you're doing all this extra ass, extravagant ass shit for him. where he's looking at you like, oh, so that's what it is. So he'll start treating you differently. Then he'll start expecting those things. Well, see what you got to do. You got to give him a little bit at a time. You give him too much too fast. You're not going to get the reaction that you want. So you have to give him simple plates. You can't give him the whole thing. You just have to wait a minute. Do things slowly and make it his idea. Because there are some things I have in my mind that I would love to do, but I can't. So now I got to figure out how to make it his idea. Because he's not going to be able to handle The things that I have in my head that I've always wanted to do. Always wanted to try. I'm gonna scare him away. Cause he's really not ready for this. It seems like he's really not ready to be loved properly because if he was, we'll see he say he is. So we'll see once I get back home, we'll see. Because baby, when you know what time I am going to touch down, you should have your whole schedule cleared, waiting. You should have me in a position where nobody can, uh, no one can interrupt, or interfere. <laughs> but I will be content with just us cuddling and watching a movie. Yeah. I say I'm a little sexually frustrated. I'm a little sexually frustrated because I see a man being a man that's sexy to me. And sometimes you men, you all do all this extra extravagant ass shit when sometimes all you need to do is let that woman see you being a man that's so sexy. And I never could get down with a man that was not properly taking care of his children. That's not sexy to me. That's not sexy. And it's not sexy to me when a man be so quick to fight when someone calls his little girl or his sister a bitch and he's calling a woman a bitch. That's not sexy to me. That made me look at him very poorly. So just be truthful and just be honest and be your motherfucking self and everything else will flow. Completely. I had my ex to call me up on Facebook Messenger. Where you at? What you doing? I want to get back with you. I'm like, excuse me? Well, uh, uh, everything that you used to do. I can't get another woman to do that. I said, I told you when I first met you. I said, let me explain something to you. The type of woman I am, I'm submissive. I cannot be controlled. If you and I are going to be together and we're going to flow together, this is how it's going to go. You're going to start to think, because I'm doing everything you request, you may start to think that I'm stupid. You may start to think that I'm not paying attention to certain things. No, I am very much paying attention. I am very intelligent. I just hope you don't be that type of person that think. My submission is controlled. No, I ain't worry about that. I'm the type of man. I'm going to let you be the person that you are. You don't have to worry about me being that way. You and I going to be good. Two years passed. This man asked me to drive six hours to pick up his daughter and grandchild. I did it. Didn't ask for no gas. Because, you know, he had been good to my children and helped me out with different things. So, I'm going to do that. And his daughter told me, she was like, she was like, Miss Lassay, every time you leave town, my daddy has somebody up there. I said, oh, really? Okay. Thank you for letting me know that. So, the next time he... Wanted me to come to his house. He said, You come at this time. Don't leave your house before this time. You need to leave this house. So of course, you know I got all this information from your daughter. So he expected me to be there at 9 a.m. I got there at 6 a.m. And that's what I saw. But you know what I did? I didn't I didn't I didn't get upset. I spoke to the lady. I spoke to him and I told him, Thank you. I got back in my car and I headed on down the street. He come flying out the house, flying down the street, trying to beg me to stay When I said, okay. I said, but now I see how you are. We can still hang. I said, this is the reason why I always told you. You wasn't my husband, but you were my entertainment. I used to always tell him the whole two years we were together. You wasn't my husband, you was my entertainment. And true enough, he was my entertainment. And I think because I let that slide. Oh, my God, it was women over here, women left, women right, women everywhere. So I said, oh, wait a minute. You trying to be a little disrespectful now. Now you doing too much. So apparently you think I submitted in a form of control. No, 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 no. I had to step away from her. This man said he wanted to move into my town to prove to me. And I'm just like... No, I turned down the person, I turned down the love of my life because I was in an entanglement with him. Thanks, Jada, for that word. I turned down the love of my life out of respect. And I promised myself, if I ever had the opportunity to be with this person, if I ever had the opportunity to show him how happy he could truly be, because he always said he was miserable. But just because you are miserable that I wasn't going to come over there and be miserable with you but now I want to trade this position for the world and I'm just glad he royally showed his ass and made me step back man I want something sweet and these people out don't have they got me sitting in this car with no snacks no keys to the car what the hell is wrong with them But I am just really glad that I had the opportunity to learn for myself how some people can be. And At the end of the day, guys and girls, when you are with these people and you are allowing them to do certain things, you are training them how to treat you. And that's where I messed up. Just because I knew he wasn't my husband. And just because I knew he was primarily some good entertainment. Just because I accepted all of that. This man became like the biggest whore. I'm not calling his name because it's not about that. I was talking about the love of my life. And I'm not going to turn into talking about the love of my life with the name being tossed up. All I just know, (sighs) I almost want to do some erotic poetry for this, but I'm not. I'm just going to leave this right here. And I'm just going to warn you guys, when you all get with somebody that you truly want to be with, please do not pretend to be what you think they want you to be. Be yourself and accept them not accepting you. If you are not, if your true you, your authentic self, is not what they expect you to be. Be happy with you. Be happy with yourself. And most importantly, love you. Because nobody else can love you in a manner that you can love yourself. And most importantly, you cannot properly love someone. If you're not completely loving yourself, you cannot be able to love a broken vessel. If you are also a broken vessel, I thank God that I'm whole. I thank God that I am complete. I thank God that I am in a position that I can actually be a shoulder for him to lean on. He ain't going to let me lean too hard on me now because you got to be able to stand. Because when you see, indeed, a good man, ladies, stop trying to tear a good man down. Don't do that. Because when you tear that good man down and he gets so broken to the point, the next woman got to repair him and fix him up. And he's going to take out everything that you did, possibly, to that next woman. And is that fair? Because your ass is broken. So stop being so eager to jump from one man to the next and allow yourself to mend and rebuild and to become revitalized for you. Because the essence of a woman, the essence of queenship lies deeply with each and every female, no matter what color, shade or size or color. God said again, carry yourself in a manner. That your daughter would be proud, and to these men, carry yourself in a manner that your daughter would be proud, and stop coming at these women in a manner that you want to fight somebody for coming. Don't you don't you disrespect my little girl? Okay, that woman is somebody's little girl. Because if I see the shit, I'm gonna quickly call you on the shit. Stop lying. Be straight up, because lies. Lies always come to the surface because it's hard enough to remember the truth. So imagine you trying to keep up a lie. That's my time. I'm going to get on up out, out of here and I think I'm going to get out this car and go over here and let these little boys, well, they're like 30 or 40, <laughs> let them see how sexy. How beautiful. Yes, I am inside and out. The teammate mom is. So until next time, guys. And girls, kings and queens. Just note. The person that you need to impress overall is that person that's looking their back at you from your mirror. Respect. Who might hear this coming in on... Um, Hello, everybody. This is Lady say the outspoken queen. I never know because I really want to reopen this case, and that's what I keep saying. I want to reopen this case, but I'm afraid if I reopen this case right now, but look at me. I, I told him yesterday, he said, Mama, you got to take a step forward. I'm taking that step forward. I'm sharing his story with everybody. <laughs> Here it is. It's shared. First probation violation. The first one. My son had less than 60 days, and he would have been completely off the of pace. Done. First probation violation. They sent him back to prison. He's been in prison now for three years. I get with this. Now they're saying that he supposed got out this past November, but. The paperwork is so bagged up due to COVID, so now he got to wait until his name comes up on this big pile of paperwork they have on the desk. He has three children. He has a daughter that I would, Bree, why you didn't tell my son you was pregnant? She didn't tell him, you know, he, she was pregnant. He has one child that's about to be seven, I do believe. Why uh, you are amazing, an amazing, 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 amazing mom. Bree. anybody that come across this to know Bree, Bree, you know my son been locked up for three years. I really wish you would let me see my damn grandkids. And I'm, I'm I'm sorry about cursing because I say these formats. I try not to curse on because I know my grandchildren will be looking. My grandchildren might see this. Somebody might see this. So if somebody in Mobile, Alabama, see Bree. Bree, come on, now, girl. You know my son loved his children. Even though my son was in prison, my son still made sure my children, his children, had Christmas. My son made sure his children have money. I don't question nothing. But I did meet one of the young ladies that he was talking to while he's incarcerated. And she was like, Mom, I make sure his children have what they need. And she does. And, you know, I have a, a son that also lives in uh, Alabama. When, when you have a child by one of my children, six sons, one daughter. When you have a child by one of my children, you have a whole unit. My daughter, my daughter, when she was she moved, but my daughter that lived in Mobile, she used to get those kids all the time. But... I asked my daughter to move from the South so she can come to a better life. And now it's like you all got to be cautious because I stood up in court when they arrested it. They arrested. Him. They let them home before they arrested this last time. They let them home. Um, and then they came, when they came to my house, I'm telling you, it had to have been 50 or 40 police officers. You come, what you coming here for a little kid for? He's a kid. Why are these police here? So, uh, me and my guy friend at the time, shout out to you, Quince Adams, because even though you're an asshole now, baby, you stood up, you did that. I appreciate you so much. I will always appreciate you for that. We want the court. We, uh, they said they had paperwork missing out his file. They did not know why they picked him up from it. It was just so chaotic. But one of the things that I remember, and I'm probably all over the place because this right pisses me off. One of the things I remember, when my son, my son has gold in his mouth. Let me explain to you why my son have gold. My mother and all her sisters and brothers have gold. That is not like a thug thing my son wanted. And he was not trying to be a thug when he said mama want gold. My son was trying to look like his grandmother when he decided he wanted to put gold in his mouth. See, gold was something that was done in my family. My grandmothers, my great-grandmothers. That was the family's, that was the thing that did the snake eye. So my son always wanted that. So they looked at him with all the tattoos. I have tattoos. That didn't make him be a thug. But society <laughs> and kept putting this boy in all this stuff and and your daddy, your daddy not being, being a police officer that should have put you in, pro, in programs, but you didn't. You dropped the ball, John Randolph. On that one, John Randolph, John Randolph, where you had dropped the ball on your son because you should have been a father. You should have stepped up when they arrested your son, but you didn't. But we're not going to talk about that right now. We are going to talk about, we're going to talk about how the system came in there. My son walks into the courtroom. And you know they, we got him a lawyer. The lawyer told him what to say. If you all can afford a lawyer, get a lawyer. Do not, never get a court-appointed lawyer because, uh uh-uh, I learned that. Anyway, when he walked up to the court, they looked at my son. The judge said, "Motion denied." Instantly, didn't ask him no questions, didn't say nothing to him. But then here comes a Caucasian man who had cracked the man across the head, pushed him to the ground. Punched a woman, jumped into the car, and stole the car. How did I know this? Because the judge allowed him to talk. I don't understand why we as a black community is not waking up. And no, I'm not here. on here saying black lives matter, black lives, because black lives matter do not matter to all black people. And that's sad. I'm telling you my story. And the last time I put something on here, with the incident that I had with one of my other sons, with the police ready to arrest him for committing crimes in Ohio. And we never lived in Ohio. He just fit a description. I'm just like, we up, we up, up north is crazy too. But to me, it's better than the south. It just is what it is. Um, but I'm just like, when I come on the format and I share my stories. It's not that I'm dying. It's not that I'm down in the police. It's not that I'm looking sad or I'm trying to look bad cuz I have family members that are in law enforce enforcement and they have shared stories how they do in the black community. We get done the worst hands down. Even in the prison system, we get done the worst hands down. Okay, you committed a crime. You go to prison. Boo. I'm getting pissed off. You committed a crime, you go to prison. Why are you getting stabbed up? My son been stabbed up several times. My son's been in a coma a few times. Okay? My son has... My son had to... Re- re- We're not even going to talk about that. We're going to talk about... Why is it? I have a nephew that just came out the prison. He's been in there five years for some mediocre BS. But... I'm not going to share a story because his family may not want me to, but I'm just going to say he came out worse than he was when he went in. I I realized I was sitting there talking to his grandmother. I said, you know what they need to do a month before they let send these babies home a month before they send these people home, they need to put them in an intense therapeutic program for a month. But I've had family members that has worked in the, in the jail system. They said, TT. So it must've been a nephew or niece. They said a lot of times those guards know where the cameras are. They will get to a spot where they know it's a blind spot. And that's when they will do something to them. If you have an inmate that talk back to a guard or say something or a guard deem it something disrespectful, they can wait for an opportune moment to tear your, your family members behind. And my thing is, what happened to freedom of speech? What happened to freedom of speech? If you say something to me, why I can't respectfully give you a rebuttal? And it, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. And that's my thing is. Jonathan Randolph It's my son. And. I wanted help for my son. That's all I wanted. I wanted help. And the system failed him. And I'm not making excuses because that boy was bad. That boy was bad as hell. That boy did not. The punishment did not fit the crime. That's all I'm saying. It's like when they tried to put that murder on him, they just tried to stick something else on him to make him stay in prison. But my thing is, I'm the type of person that if my child did something wrong, hell, I call the police on him. I remember one time when I was desperately trying to get help with him because, yes, he was problematic. Yes, he was chaotic. B.C. Rain High School principal, remember what you said about my son? He said, Mama, I'm going to go ahead and expel your son before I kill your son. That's what the principal said to me. I don't want to go to jail for murder because I don't want to murder your son, Mom. That's what he said. B.C. Rain High School principal. Yeah. And, and and another thing that happened to my son, BC Rain High School principal was friends with, um, what's his Winston High School principal. Well, we try to put my son in all kind of school. My son got arrested one time for um, robbing a man at Mardi Gras. and you know what they did? They came to my house. Every time something, my son was bad. He was bad as hell, I'm telling you. Every time something happened in the neighborhood, they knocked on my door. Well, since you had a lot of boys, we decided to come to your house and see where's your son, where's your son. The man showed me a picture of another little boy that I knew in the neighborhood. And he was like, is this your son? I said, no, that's not my son. But do you have a picture of your son? I said, no, I don't take pictures of him. I don't like that child. No, I'm not going to give you a picture of my son. I knew the little boy. Picture that you was trying to show me. But every time something would happen in my community, they would knock on my door. That one little boy being so damn bad. He got arrested again. And, and uh, before he went to prison, he got arrested one time for robbing somebody at Mardi Gras. I guess what they said to me? They took him to the youth center this time. And they told me, they said that uh he had dreadlocks with a fade. So... They went and removed him. They picked him up from Williamson High School. Because, you know, B.C. Ryan principal said he's going to kill him if he stayed there. So I, his dad put him in, I mean, put him in Williamson High School. Williamson High School, principal told me he was scared of my son. And they arrested him on robbing somebody at Mardi Gras. Long story short, we get to court at the youth center. You know what they tell me? Mom, I'm sorry. He was not the kid. This kid had dreadlocks. Oh, yeah, the picture. My child never had dreadlocks. That wasn't his thing. On the picture, you can tell the child had dreadlocks. On the picture that they showed me, you can tell the child was not my child. So thank you for that member of James Strickland Youth Center for showing me that picture. I would never say who you are because you probably would have lost your job. But I thank you because I I thank God for the little people that I had. I never never told their names when they gave me information. I never did. I never did. But Bree, um I didn't do nothing wrong to you. And I'm always talking about don't get mad at the young man. We didn't know. I didn't know that Brie had a baby. I didn't know she was pregnant. Her first baby, and I'm still on the subject with my son, Jonathan. Uh Raisha, I have to stop and I have to pause. We didn't talk about the system being all jacked up. I'm trying not to curse because I want kids to be able to. To, to listen to this, and I want to just reach out before I get on Brie. I want to reach out to my young black teens. You all got to do better, because let me explain something to you, baby. The police is looking for, a lot of the police officers, is looking for any and every reason to lock you up. And once they lock you up, they're going to look for any and every reason to keep you locked up. That particular day when they violated my son. My son was riding in a car with somebody else. He was riding in a car with somebody else. He wasn't doing anything. Because he was with somebody that he should not have been around him, that's why they violated him that first time. See, I'll tell you, that little boy was bad off the child. And I'll tell people, if if, if I didn't throw him away, I don't understand why a person throw their child away. I have called DHR on myself and told DHR to come get him. My son was so bad till I had two friends in Foley, Alabama, that would come to my house and hold my son. Two police officers that would come to my house and hold my son down, and I would rip his butt. My son was bad. But for you all to try to do him like that, that was wrong, Mobile, Alabama. That was wrong. I knew my son hadn't killed nobody over a U-Go. You all remember those u the little ugly u a A To rob a car for you go. I was not that mama. My my, my son at 14. Brought home. A Dodge Charger. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Exactly. Once you're in the prison. You become their property. I tried everything I could. And people always say. I had had a friend to tell me. Oh my kids used to bring bikes home. And I would make them. I would make them take the bikes back. I said baby. My son did not bring bikes home when he was 14, baby. My son brought big cars home. I did not teach my son how to drive because I knew if I taught my children how to drive, they was going to start harassing me for their cars. Auntie Antoinette, thank you for teaching my son how to drive. At 14, my son brought a beautiful white charger home. Good morning. And I remember telling my son, I'm like, you know, I looked out the window and I asked one of my other children, I said, who car? They was like, Jonathan, Jonathan brought the car. And I asked Jonathan, I said, Jonathan, who car is this? Oh, that's my friend called mama. That's my. I said, I don't give a damn who car that is. Call your friend. I know it's not my car. Get this car away from my house. I don't care who car it is. That's how bad my son was. Okay. My son, phew, my son has done some demonic things, Ben. I mean, he's 14, 14, doing stupid ass shit. Your dad, I, tried, I told you dad, I said, we need to put this boy on some medication so we can seduce him, so he can calm his little ass down. But I'm telling what, tell what dad did to him, though, when he was nine. I was living in Philadelphia, and I decided to send him to his dad to live in Mobile, Alabama, because your dad's police officer. Let me send you to your dad's, you know, so you will be stern, he'll be on you. They had a convenience store in the Happy Hill area in Happy Hill, Alabama. If I say Happy Hill... Happy Hill, this is not here alive. This means I love you, have a hearing-impaired child. This is the Happy Hill sign. If my son did not make it back to the store at 9 or 10, he would leave him in the projects. You subjected him to the element, so with, I'm not surprised he's that bad. Dad, you should have whipped his ass. That's what you should have done. You should have made him. Come on, you should not have left him out there in the projects to go hang out in the projects, which at that time, Happy Hill was a pretty bad project. But he survives. I so thank God for that. He just bet shit ass crazy sometimes. But I was so hurt and upset when they violated him. They violated him with a busted leg. He had an incident where his leg was messed up. Not going to talk about that story. I picked stories to talk about. Um, but when they, when they violated him, he was with a young man that was known in that community. And I told him, I said, why you even got in the car with him? He's a good dude. He's doing what he need. He feels he needs to do, take care of all 15 of them children he got. But he take care of all of them. But I, and they said, they was like, Mom, he was just chilling. When the old boy decided to ride to the store to get him something to drink, uh, Wick, Wick decided, Wick was like, man, let me ride up to the store with you. I hate he rode to the store with him. Because he rode to the store with him. He couldn't do nothing. He was on a busted leg. I I will post that. Well, I tried to post his leg before, but it was so dinged up and messed up. uh, TikTok took it down, so they ain't going to let me put it on. They say it's violation. TikTok always talking about something violating, but it's not really. But I just say this to say this. Let's get back on these baby mamas. (laughs) Because I can't stand when a woman, and I share my stories, get mad at a man, And take it out on his whole family. Now, all my children have been trying to reach out to this young lady. My sons have um, tried to reach out to her. Because it's very important that our children see and know each other. And even the uh, Raisha and her family has tried to reach out to Bree. To try to get those kids to know each other. Good morning, my baby. Try to get get those babies to know each other. But I try not to judge people. I'm trying. I don't know how. Um, so what I do, I speak on my experience. I speak on my experience. And that's the only thing I could do. And I personally know how a young lady would get mad. Good morning, beautiful. I personally know how a young lady would get mad at the young man. But first of all, Bree, why are you even mad at my son? Why are you mad? He was an awesome father to Kaden. He got Caden, he was there for Caden, he did things for Caden, and after he got locked up, you know his sister, my daughter, got Caden, we did things for Kaden. I took stuff to my daughter for Caden, and then when you, when you had the, the baby girl, I did not know you was pregnant, girl, until your mother called me and said that Bree just had a baby in the parking lot at Providence Hospital. I didn't know. He didn't know. And I, I Bree, I, I, I hate you lost your baby, your your uh your new little girl, she was beautiful, um, but can you do me a favor? Don't take his kids away from him, okay? Hopefully, you all when he calls, cause he's gonna still call, he's gonna call your mom, he's gonna call you, he's gonna call your family, trying to get, he's never gonna give up on his kids, just because he's incarcerated, that don't mean nothing. I really feel like if he would have known you was pregnant again, he probably wouldn't have been out there hanging out with his homeboys, he would have been up under your ass. And I know he would have because he was pregnant. That's that's what he does. But no, I'm not blaming you because he was hanging out there. No, I wouldn't dare do that because he's a grown-ass man. All I'm saying is, I wish we would have known you was pregnant. We didn't know until after you gave birth to the baby. She's a beautiful little girl. Oh, my God, she looked more like my son. Well, he got another son by Raisha. Her her daughter and Rice's son looks like twins. They look just like my son. So I just wanted to just give a shout out to you young girls. If you all got a baby, a child's father that's trying and doing, can you all please let them do? And I'm also going to say to you young guys, put these guns down. Let's go back to putting a stick on the shoulder. Can we go back to putting a stick on the shoulder? Can we go back to finding a different conflict resolution because shooting each other is bad enough? I have a piece that I did about how, as a community, where are we going? I don't have it to memory because one of my other sons written it for me. And it's like, we already got so many other people coming at us feeling it's okay to murder us, to kill us. So why are we continuously coming at each other? Why is guns a problem? And I don't know what's going on with all these young men killing these young women. My son came in. I met one of them. I have six sons. So when I say my son, I could be talking about any of them. He comes in and showed me an article where a young man killed his daughter's mom and then murdered the two-day-old two day baby. And then he strolls down and he showed me another. Well, the girl was video recording just before she was murdered. Why is it so hard for you guys to walk away? I never would understand why is a person so miserable and unhappy and then they chose to stay in that situation. Why? And if you all have children, since I am on the subject of my son, since you all have children and you're fighting and you're doing all these things in front of that child, you're teaching that child how to have a dysfunctional relationship. So John Randolph, you and I taught Jonathan how to have a dysfunctional relationship because we were always fighting in front of him. Because he touched me, I touched back. And it was always Jonathan that was there to see. The chaos. Pamela Major, you saw a lot of the chaos. You and John have had a lot of chaos. But why do you chose to stay in an unhappy situation? I don't know. May 27, 1995, when that man took a gun to my face and he beat me unrecognizable. Look at God. No surgery. Look at God. I went to the police station. Not that time because I was not. When I did go to the police station, you know what they would tell me? <laughs> they would say, okay, come in at this date and at this time. And I would come in. I would set the date so I can come in so I can give a report as to what your officer did. He would call me. He'd be like, oh, yeah, you're going to the police station at this time. You're going this, that, and this, that. I end up having to go to anger management. He didn't get nothing. He had a, a kidnap charge on him. He had attempted murder. He got nothing. Police officer. Um, they changed the law since then. It was May 27, 1995. They sent me to anger management. Even my, uh, Denise McAdore, shout out to you. Uh, she couldn't understand why, why I was there. The judge told me that I reacted. And I would like to, I would, I would really like to ask this question. If somebody hit you, are you not going to hit them back? And I asked the judge, I said, what did I supposed to say? I supposed to say, thank you. Please give me another lick. I was fighting for my life. And I fought for my life. Shout out to Marlena Cox. She was with me and he had called me to come by there. And I did come by there at the time I came by there because I was hanging out with Marlena. And when I did get a chance to go by there, he got upset with me. Because I was standing there talking to Pamela Major, and it seemed like that made him angry that I was talking to him. I was talking, and he decided to pull me down the hill. When he pulled me down the hill, me and him got into an altercation. Oh. I, I, so often, people say, Oh, that's the past, the past. Don't, don't be thinking about domestic violence. Why are you still talking about domestic violence? Because domestic violence is still real. I look down on my arm, I see the knife marks. Because, yeah, you could. You... I speak on domestic violence because it's still relevant. I advocate for domestic violence because it's still relevant. I try to tell people the importance of leave, leave, leaving, leaving, leaving if you're not happy. And that go for a man or a woman. So I have a niece that was 19. She was murdered. She was six months pregnant. She was shot once in the stomach and twice in the back of the head. I have a brother that was executed. So domestic violence is real. I was nine years old when I was in the house with my brother and he raped his baby's mom, his wife, who had just left the hospital with the baby. I got a chance to witness my brother, another brother. So there was domestic violence all around me. So I got a chance to see. But I never thought, and this is what we always say, I never thought it would happen to me. But you know what? It took me two years to get them to get him off the force. I got him off the force. And about three years later, he, he uh, reached out to me. He said, would you retract that statement so I can get my job back? No, sir. Retracting that statement is me telling everybody that you didn't break my nose. You did not break my nose in two places and fracture my skull, causing me to have a permanent memory loss, but I'm okay. Because look at God, I'm happy. I'm not broken. I'm whole, And my children... Recently found out what happened and they was like, mama, why you tell me daddy did that to you? But they, they call him papa I said, why? What was the reason for me to make you angry? Well, mama, you should have told us why. What was the reason for me to make you angry? What was the reason for me to put this burden on my child growing up to make them angry? What was the reason? That was no reason. I'm sorry I can't go live with you because I'm, I'm talking about domestic violence. So I have to key through that and that only. So now when I see and hear of domestic violence, it's hard for me to understand why a person staying in misery. I have a friend that says that he's been miserable for 34 years, but he stayed for the children. You're teaching those children how to have a dysfunctional relationship. You're teaching those children how to improperly love. Now he say, I stay for the grandchildren. You're teaching your grandchildren how to have a dysfunctional relationship. If somebody's making you that miserable, it's an excuse to stay. That's all it be. It be an excuse to stay. Because if somebody's making you that miserable, leave. And one of the things that I say to people, I say, if you stay, you're going to die. So you have a better chance to leave. And that's a possibility you're going to die. Sometimes people... Get it together and they stay together forever and they be all right. I know another situation, man, shot his wife, his wife was in a wheelchair and you know what he did? That's when he discovered he loved her. And he took care of her after he put her in a wheelchair. Who wants to live in that type of environment? Who wants to live like that? So if you are in a toxic relationship and you are exposing your child to this toxic relationship, you really do need to. Remove yourself. I found myself staying in a relationship with this gentleman named Linus Smith. He was so emotional. He he was so emotionally abusive. But, you know, I stayed in that situation because I had helped him build his trucking company up to the point I was like, oh, wait a minute. I had to pray that thing away from me. I said, God, put me in a position where I would never have to ask a man for anything. And like I said, I got six sons one daughter, four daughter-in-laws. My children came to me and they said, Mama, don't ask nobody for nothing. If you need anything for any reason, you ask us. I thank God that I don't have to ask my kids. Thank you, God, for putting me in a position that I don't have to ask my kids for nothing. I prayed that prayer and God delivered me from that because I had to remove myself out of that situation. And domestic violence is not just for a man or a woman. It's not... Singled out. There are men that have domestic violence issues. There are men that have some of the same issues as women. And there are men that's just as broken as a woman, if not more so. But society has taught a man that he has to be strong. Society has to taught a man. Real men don't cry. Yes, they do. Crocodile tears. Get that shit out. Let it go. Cry if you need to. Stop holding it up. I've heard... A few men say, well, one thing I hate dealing with is a broken woman because a woman comes into a situation and they take all that bullshit from the past relationship and they bring that shit into the the new. Well, you men do it too. You all be so daggone broken that you all bring that stuff in too. That is why I, I try to advocate for people to not to jump out of one relationship into the next. You need to take a pause and allow yourself to heal. I've been single for five years. And I thank God for the pause. And I thank God for the heal. But I hate to see my friend being so mistreated. I watched this brother being mistreated. And I'm just like, what is, what's there that's making you stay in that situation? She's not working. You're doing everything. You're working 12 to 14 hours and you're doing everything. So why are you... Still in that. You have to come out of that. I tell people often, why are you still in that? And playing with people's emotions is not good. So if you are in a domestic violence situation, or even if you need somebody to talk to, I don't care who you are, reach out. I talk to a lot of people. I listen. Sometimes, sometimes all a person needs is somebody to shut up and listen to them. Shut up and listen. I have a brother and I asked him, why do you stay? He told me, I'm staying there for the children. But your wife done told you she want the same thing you want. Sorry, brother. I don't know. Somebody may be dealing with the same thing that you are. His wife looked more like a man than he do. And she told, I told him when it first got together, I said, she's bi. And he thought if he married her, that would make her be one way. No, that didn't change her. She's still her. But now you got children involved in that crazy toxicity. Now you got children watching. And I told him years ago, I said, leave that situation because all you all are doing. And I told both of them. I said, you all teaching these children to resent you. And you're teaching them to be in a toxic situation. And you know what? The babies resent mommy. So now you all need to go to therapy. as a couple. Now they're getting a divorce. Now y'all messed the children up. Now you want to get a divorce. But now the children need therapy. Stop being in these situations saying that it's for the children because you're messing up them children. So I guess I have ran my mouth enough today. I suppose i doing my morning inspiration. No weapon form against me shall prosper. And tell that to yourself. Love on yourself. Talk to your children. And I really wish they would bring back. You know, back in the day when we was younger, I'm a 70s baby. And it was nothing for the lady down the street to give me some advice. If My mama was not going to come down the street and say, you better not say that to my child. I really wish we could see that young brother at the store or that young sister at the store and give them some advice. And it's not be like, what you doing? Disrespect me, old man. Or go on with that old lady. Bring back respect to the community. Bring back respect to the elderly. There's none no more. And we have got to change as a community. It's sad. But I want you all to pay attention, young men and young ladies. Once the system gets you, they're going to come for you. Hands down. They're going to come for you. I try to tell my children, my grandchildren, my two granddaughters that I spoke about yesterday, about their dad. Once the system gets you, and they're going to find any reason. And the, and the first time they arrested him, his dog was tied up at home. He was in high school. He was 12th grade, I believe. His dog was tied up. And because Miss Mother Mac Butter, little pretty pooler, wandered into their yard, and they tied up, dog killed that dog, they arrested him. Because the white woman dog was killed by his dog that was tied up. So the white woman dog had to come into his yard to tie him up. And they picked with that boy until they killed him. Now my granddaughters, 10 and 7, have no father. I'm so sorry, Miss Victoria, that they came out like that. But we know our baby did not drown. Our baby was 6'4". He did not drown in four feet of water. All he had to do was stand up. But I'm going to say this, guys, be careful. Because they're looking for any and every reason to destroy you. So we're not going to blame them. We just going to make sure that we stay on the radar. And that's how I tried to raise my kids. And see, y'all stay under the radar. I hate for a person to say, well, society made me do this. And society, No, you know society is fucked up. You just got to find ways to maneuver around it. I have six sons. Five very successful. And my son, Jonathan, you're going to be very successful. My son, Jonathan, is a certified class A welder. He's just the one that the system just effed over. And I had another son, Trap Superstar G. He got arrested at the store with a bunch of other kids. And he had went to the gas station in my car. (laughs) And um, I met, which was the the owner of the store. I met when I went over to get my car. Somebody said, Mom, because all the kids called me Mom. He said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry your son didn't have nothing to do with that. Police took him. I don't know why the police took him. And always when the police did some effed up stuff to my boys, they always would come back and think, I'm, a, I'm sorry. Blunt High School, you arrested my son after he was jumped. And you said he was not going to graduate. My son has an extremely good job, went to college, and did good. So often... People that act like they want to help, they're not always helping. But, baby, as a parent, you got to get out there. You got to fight for your child. You got to advocate. When I, one of the things I did with my children, and the lady came back about two years later, and she said, your son spoke so well. Because when we went to the school board, when we had to fight the school board, Mobile County Public School System, my son was getting ready to graduate from high school, and you all going to pull that mess, blunt high school? Not Blunt High School. Love Blunt High School. The principal and the vice principal, you know who you are. My son advocated because I taught him how to speak and articulate. So when it was time for him to go to that that hearing, I made sure he wore his tie and his shirt. And I made sure when they said, mom, do you want to speak? I turned to my son. I said, son. I said, ma'am, let him speak for himself. He got up and he spoke. My grandson, i here visiting. My grandson said, "Uh, what well he said, I forget what the terminology he used. He busted or something. I told him, no. See, in my house, I did not allow my children to speak slang. It's okay speaking slang, but I had to teach them another language. Now they speak slang and whatever, text, text is the whole different language. But you have to teach them how to talk correctly because they're going to need to know how to articulate for themselves properly. So I guess I am going to end this live and I'm going to say thank you all so much for listening. And I'm also going to say, please talk to your children, talk to your young adults, let them know that the system is not for them. I do not believe in saying the pledge because I don't believe in everything the pledge say. And when I was in church and they wanted me to sing the national anthem. I quit the choir because I am not going. I am that woman in the church when the pastor say, repeat after me. I don't repeat because I may not believe what you're saying or what you're saying may not be for me. So I will listen. So my children went through hell coming up in school because they would not say that pledge. I just didn't believe one nation on the guard. I just don't believe in that. Because I know these laws are not made for no black man. You all need to wake up and pay attention. I'm not speaking on somebody else's experience. I'm speaking on my experience. And I'm glad they changed those laws with domestic violence somewhat with the police department. Because baby, when I said it took me two years to remove his ass off that force, I did not give up at all. Period. So periodically, he say, why you never get on the live and say my name? Okay, Jonathan, Jonathan, I love you. That's my son. John Randolph. John Randolph. John Randolph. John Randolph. Are you happy now that I did a live saying your name? Do you feel good about breaking my nose in two places and fracturing my skull? Do you feel good about disfiguring me? I'm over it. I'm fine. I'm healed. And I thank God he took that and put me in a position where I helped so many people. I've had the opportunity to do domestic violence outreach. I know what it feels like to help a woman escape from a domestic violence situation. I know what it's like. I know what it feels like to help a man escape his domestic violence situation. So if you are out there and you are in a domestic violence situation and you got a problem with somebody listening, I'll listen. Because let me tell you something. Sometimes people get so caught up, loved ones, because my daddy wanted to kill him and I wouldn't let him. I am diehard daddy's girl. But I'm going to end this live on this note and just say if you're not happy in any situation, please remove yourself. You can still be friends, possibly if you remove yourself efficiently and quick enough. But do me a favor never, never make excuses. Because that was one of the things I heard from a lady that had her ribs broken. She said, maybe if I would have answered the phone, he would not have been mad when he got home from work. Never say you're the reason that you're being abused. Never accept being abused. And most importantly, learn how to love on yourself. Even if you have to pray to God and ask God to teach you how to love you, which I did. And I love myself. Y'all see me on TikTok. Happy-go-lucky, whole, complete, happy. And I thank God for it. You all be safe. You all be blessed. And most importantly, respect. Hi, Lynn. Love you. Ugh. Now that I shared that, well, the children can get it every which way. Let me talk to y'all. When I said this man told the judge that he felt as though he was fighting a man, that's lies. I probably was 110 pounds at that time, wet. But in the end of it all, I want to be so grateful that I survived it all, and I'm whole and complete, and I know how to love. So I want to say to you all, smiles and be happy and enjoy life, respect.